Hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> that was not planned. <laughs> it better not be. You explicitly told me that you were not going to cough into the microphone. You said, no, and I quote, I spoke, I'm not going to cough not, immediately I, to I'm start sorry, the show. I'm sorry. I spoke at a higher decibel level than my throat can handle right now. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Spiritual Successor. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Blake Rhea. I'm your other host, AJ Hart. Oh, hello. Well, and long time no see, everybody. Um, so we got... <laughs> uh, we have this, to make a couple apologies. So let's start yeah. from the beginning. Blake, yeah. why did we miss our show two weeks ago? So we missed our, our show two weeks ago because I needed to go out of town uh, on work. I was in Vegas for 10 days um, uh, because I was working a convention. And coincidentally, co- complete by coincidence, both AJ and I caught COVID on our own at the same time on our own <laughs> fucking journeys. And uh, so here, AJ and I both have COVID right now. And I just want to make an apology for two things. One, uh, I'm committing the cardinal sin of keeping my fan on in my room because if it's if it, if I had to turn it off for an hour, I would die. I would I would just <laughs> legitimately. My nose, my ears, my eyes, everything would be <coughs> held it in that time. Everything would be clogged. And <laughs> yeah, it would be... <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Woo! And, and we're also probably going to be a little bit sniffly in coffee. So we're doing a bit of a short episode. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're here. We're here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Paul. Blake, we missed one episode because Blake went to Vegas, baby. And we missed the second episode because we're sick babies. Um, <laughs> But we're here, and we finally made it, and we're doing a show. I hope you've all been doing well in our laps. And I think we're ready to just jump right into the episode. No sense making them wait even longer. No, 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 no. It's been a little while. What games are you playing right now, man? Because I could could talk about the game I've been playing. You could tell me a little bit about what you're playing. I played so much fucking Elden Ring while I was sick. It was unreal. I've what? made it all the way through the capital city. Uh-huh. I have done Rodant's cool fighting festival. I have killed a lot of dragons. I have finally picked a sword that makes me feel good and cool after all of this time. Because unlike everybody else, I didn't look up tutorials and guides that were like, use this sword and it's the most busted thing ever. Mm-hmm. I specifically mm-hmm. avoided that because I didn't want the game to be like, baby piss easy mm-hmm. but what this meant is that i spent like 60 hours of this video game not knowing what weapon to use and what weapons to upgrade and i continued to upgrade weapons that i didn't give a shit about but That's... i finally found one that feels cool and awesome which which weapon is it is it like a it's the sword of night and flame it's a sword oh, that shoots fuck, a laser so- that sword's so fucking cool dude Oh, great Apparently choice, Apparently, it choice. was, like, the most busted sword in the, in the first couple of weeks of the game. I didn't know that. Again, I avoided the, all of well, that that's, information. Well, that's because, like, our buddy Andrew did that whole weird, crazy-ass thing where he did um the stacking on it. Where it's, like, if it, the next hit he does with it, I think, is, like, times 10 damage. And, like, oh, All right. Don't do that one. No, I, I, I think I draw the line nose blowing on it. It's fine. Audio. I'm editing it. Actually, I'm editing it, so I'm allowed to make whatever noises in the microphone I want to make because I'm removing them. <laughs> okay. You're actually the one that has to be on thin ice. See, I, I didn't edit that out. I didn't say you could do that. You need to ask permission before you cough. Or no, I'm not, I'm not fucking asking you for permission. COVID don't wait for nobody. 
As far as the audience knows, I could be spry and healthy and fine, and you're the only one that's dying. And you're just like you're splicing in coughs and sneezes on my on my end. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I one of the games I've um, that's been kind of getting me through like COVID and shit is uh, I wake up and I've just been playing a fuck ton of Frostpunk, and I it is I can't remember the last time I played like a colony simulator where it was like this engrossing narratively. And because like most of the colony things is like finding your own narrative, building your own thing. But like, no, there's actual like stories in this colony thing. And it's just been very, very fascinating. And I just bought the DLC like I think it was like last night. And I've been playing uh, the first of the two DLCs. Like I've beaten the core game. Well, beaten. I, I made it. I made it. I made it to the last day. And I didn't. Because, like, the way the game works is there's multiple ways to win each scenario. Uh-huh. And, um, like, like one of them is, like, hey, you're getting you're getting a fuck ton of refugees coming into your camp. But they're, like, the re- you find out the refugees are, like, the lords who basically had, like, slave ownership of you back in London. So Oops. you have this, like, you, so you have to do this weird, this, like, very tense balance of, like, trying to um, make these two different social classes live and coexist in the same area and remove all the tensions and all of the stuff. And you can either solve their tensions and you don't have them live peacefully, happily ever after, or you don't solve their tensions, but you have enough like hope as a city to where basically every your, your city just murders all of the Lords. And then you just live happily ever, ever after. Um, so interesting. Yeah, no, no, it's, there's, I'm, I'm brutally like devolving how this, like the, just the, the sharp poignant, awesomeness of this game give me one second i'm alive i promise i'll edit that one out because you gave me the warning thank you very much (laughs) blake do you want to talk about bad video games i do want to talk about bad video games actually i don't know if we ever if we mentioned it god this would be a real bad episode to be your first one on hello and welcome to spiritual successor a comedy video game design podcast where we take your horrible nasty beautiful sexy awful video games and turn them into the next triple a video game titles i'm one of your hosts blake i mean they already know that fuck that part i'm just so they already know that part all right do you want to give the first game submission or do you want me to give the first game submission you give me the first one all right this one comes to us on twitter from gaz at just gazzer a game about building made to order monsters for movies and tv I don't, there was a specific time in the 60s where just like sci-fi movies were being fucking cranked out and a lot of them fucking terrible. There were some that were amazing like them, uh, which was like a movie about giant ants taking over Los Angeles. Great movie. And, and then, then there was, was like stuff that. like tires and killer clowns from outer space. Those are 1980s, weren't they? Also, tire, I don't know. Do they, mean, either, do mean, they were both before my time, brother. Also, do you mean rubber? Like, are you talking about, like, the very modern monster movie about a tire with, like, psychic powers? Is Rubber a newer movie? I assume it was some fucking ancient film. No, Rubber's from 2010, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a a very new... It's only 10 years old. Um, I will say, though, uh, Rubber, great movie. Like, it it gets a lot of shit, but I do think it's a a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. no, but specifically I'm thinking about I can't remember the name of the fucking movie cuz the movie's terrible. But there was this sci-fi movie where um the monster 
was just a guy in a gorilla suit that had a TV cabinet put on its head. And it was kind of like space agey looking. I think it begins with an R. It's not Rodan. Um, a gorilla sci-fi movie. It's I looked Ronin? up TV Gorilla Monster and I found a video on YouTube just titled Bella Lugosi Brooklyn Gorilla Monster Madhouse TV. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> So the monster I'm thinking of, it's just called Robot Monster. And that let's look that up because it's that's the energy I want for for our dumb bullshit. God, it's wow, so this funny. Is very it's good so to look bad. At. This it's rules. so bad. It's this so good. It's he's so it's just so fucking cheesy. But yeah, like a pride of the gorilla man old movie posters are fucking weird but this is the energy i want to have so what is are we the person working in kind of the costume design department of like a 1960s like um prop house and we kind of just have to scrounge things is this Could kind you of hit like me with a the sandbox one more time yeah sure thing this one is from gaz at just gazer a oh god phone please a game about building made to order monsters for movies and tv so when they when they said made to order monsters this is what i think about like this is this is just like hey we have a fucking gorilla suit from like the last uh jungle uh movie we shot and we got a couple space ag stuff and we got a skeleton mask let's bam we we now have a monster for those at home look up ro robot monster and you can laugh at this okay dumb so shit with when us. you say made to order you're imagining just like made with whatever shit you've got laying around. Yeah. I propose the yeah. idea of made to order is two things. One, whatever shit you've got laying around. And also more importantly, made to fulfill the requirements presented in a script. Did you ever see uh -huh. the movie Malif Mal Malignant? Malignant? No, I didn't. I, I heard a lot of great things about it. I watched the first 10 minutes and the opening voiceover made me like gag and i was like i'm not watching the rest of this <laughs> okay know, so you're fine if i spoil malignant right i mean i'm fine with it i don't know if our audience is fine with it though uh the tldr is the thing in malignant the monster has a lot of fucking weird powers that are never really explained and do oh. not make any sense with what the monster actually is for I example, hate that, actually. the monster is super fast, super strong, super good at fighting, and also can communicate to people through technology. Blake, what do you think the monster in Malignant is? Um, I'd say it's like some sort of electronic thing, right? Like a like just moving electricity or static or something. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and censor this so the audience doesn't hear. Um, it's the. <laughs> and wait, so they when did, you wait they did that in harry potter that's so stupid yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so when they do fight scenes and stuff the fight choreography is really cool because the stuntmen are having to do a bunch of stuff that looks like it's all backwards because like the woman's fighting people but like wait. you're fighting somebody behind you and throwing a full fist and doing a like a front Hold kick on. Is but this it's a front kick is backwards movie? you keep you keep saying fights like is this is there like is there action James, elements in this? James Wan's Malignant is the action horror film that we thought we were going to get when we heard that James Wan was directing Aquaman. And I mean this in the best way imaginable. I fucking love Malignant. 
I don't know if I want to watch this. This sounds kind of like, I don't know. I don't. It's I don't... stupid. It's schlocky. It's very fun. The music selection over the opening credits is just the most buck wild thing when you go into it. Okay, so maybe, okay, so maybe that was the issue I had with it is like maybe I went, maybe that's the reason I turned it off is because I was expecting a horror film, but I was getting like the intro monologue that happens at most, at the beginning of most action flicks. So if I go, so maybe if I go into that movie, like understanding that it's going to be this fucking wild mess, then maybe it'll be. Please do. Maybe, maybe Please I'll have watch Malignant again. Um, okay. But so let's get, back, I, to, let's get but back. Going back. What I'm yeah. saying is that like what it can, what it does visually in the movie fucking riffs, but what it can mm. do versus the powers that it has and what it is does not make a lick of sense. Whereas when you show me the robot monster and I see a robot antenna on top of a gorilla, I know that this thing has <laughs> dominion over technology and super strength. I, 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 yeah, you're, oh, so, okay, so are we so trying to... So a made-to-order to... creature feature would be, I have a bunch mm. of junk, somebody's script says that it needs to be able to move a fork through the air, it needs to be able to hide in the shadows... And it needs oh, to be able to okay. uh, survive a bullet wound. Now I understand that it needs to be big, it needs to be stealthy, and it needs to be able to propel metal through the air somehow. It what has, am I looking it, oh, for? Okay, so you have to put, like, a third eye on its forehead, because, like, I'm picturing... Wasn't there, like, a guy from... Um, fuck, what's the name of that anime where the dude, like, could point his finger at things and shoot things? And he had Dragon. a green... Are you referring no. to TN Dragon Ball Z? No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Stick with me, stick with me, stick with me. There was this one anime about a guy who dies and he comes back to life as like a ghosty dude, but he's also alive, sort of. And then he can like point his fist at things and do like a shotgun blast, or he can point Are his finger at things. Are you referring to fucking Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah, there you go. And there wasn't there a guy in that that had like a third eye and also telekinesis powers or some shit. That's what I'm thinking of. So it's like when I think of like a third eye on somebody's forehead, I think they have psychic powers or some sort uh-huh. of like they they have some sort of sight beyond uh, some of. <laughs> COVID said that was a bad joke. That's that was the wildest cough I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't really a cough. There's no more air in my lungs. It's just like, <laughs> it's just forcing the, the flesh of my throat to squeeze. <laughs> We're halfway through the show. Do you want me to give, you want me to take some weight off of your shoulders then? Um, I want to finalize this idea because we're going to be only doing a couple of game submissions this week, right? So I want to, I don't want to just like be like, hey, here's the joke and then we move on. I want to come up with an actual game. So let's come up with an outline. You are given a script. Um, you are in the prop department of, of Universal Studios. You're, you are given a, a procedurally generated 120 page script for a feature film. (gasps) Wait. (laughs) (laughs) fuck Uh, i can't get excited this is the weirdest thing no you know what's been on the fucking rise lately that i think would be so good what What if what if you know like how people love doing those uh things where it's like hey i fed an ai AI 120 different yeah like romance novels 1960s 
yes, I fed I fed an AI like all of the different all the scripts from all of the different sci sci fi movies of ni from nineteen forty one to nineteen seventy one, and here's and it'll just generate a, a script for you like a ten page short film, so you can have fun reading just how fucking stupid this thing is, and then there's the option of like you can share like an image of the monster outfit that you made with this script, and yeah. maybe it does like maybe that could be fun where it's like what if we did like some sort of um game where it's like you get to see a scene um with that monster but it's like i, I okay I'm let me put you on this okay okay we ditched the short film idea it is a mm -hmm. 120 page to 90 page long short film people play this game jackbox style and have to get their friends together to do a whole 90 minute table read of a oh, movie together. Oh, like scene by scene. Oh my and God. And then like jackbox style, they get to create the monster for the movie. Oh, and then that, no, that's great because we can lean into that idea you were mentioning with malic malic Maleficent or Malignant, Malignant or whatever the fuck it is. I um, also do this every time I try to remember the name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is on the poster. I'm pretty sure the poster just says Malignant, Maliga, Maleficent, Mali Malignant. Malignant. <laughs> no, but that's super fun because we can take that same idea of just like each scene we keep inventing powers for <laughs> like the for the monster so it's a it's maybe um what's that one there's like i think it's called like dungeon dungeon ai where it's like you write a story with an ai where it's like you yeah. give it a starter sentence so what if it's a game like that that is also paired with like a sandbox like you have to design elements for this this suit so i'm wondering if like this might be a fun game where it's like it's a two it's a two player game where one person is on a laptop while the other one is in VR doing like their sick like <laughs> walking around design. building yeah monster. yeah how fucking cool would that be and then it's like and you just it, I'm picturing it kind of like that one game where um one person is in VR and they're like searching like through crowds of like of like exactly the same looking clones while one person is on their laptop trying to escape the sight of the person in VR. I think, it's, yeah, I think it's called. But I, yeah. I imagine it a little bit more cooperatively. I'm thinking yeah, something I'm just, more. I'm just saying to that keep kind of talking and nobody setup. explodes. Where yes, the person on the computer yes. is like, okay, um, it's move. It's it, it's talking to somebody in their mind. How can you make it do that? And the yeah. person in the space is like, okay, um, I already gave it a third eye. So what else can uh -huh. I give it that makes it that would make it be able to talk to people in their brain? Uh -huh, oh, I uh -huh. know. Alien hands, and they have a fun alien little ET finger. <laughs> Glowy fingers. There you go. There you go. So, how does this? How how do these two things combine? Like, uh, does it? We, after as the person goes through the prompt, they're being given like you know new things that need to be added to the costume, and then does it do a thing where it just like does a very basic animation over the monster that was designed and read it reads some of the lines that were generated by the other by the the script player yeah the monster's played just, by siri and everybody else is played by alexa oh no here's here's the fucking solution it it comes up with like a bullshit like 30 second trailer that uses like the animation of like the monster that was oh, generated once, once you finish and puts, the whole 90 page script Yes, and it comes up with like a fun little trailer that's also generated by an AI. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh All man. Right. Okay. Let's put a pin in this one. I got another giddy video game idea for you. Made made to order monster is is a good name for this, by the way. 
I'm feeling the monster vibes this week. This comes from Nuggets 1020, a game Ooh. about being giant fantasy-ass monsters playing a tabletop game in which they <gasps> play as humans doing normal human things. Oh, that's adorable. Like, what the fuck? Okay, that's cute. Okay, You have so... to deal with the dangers of both taxes and being a big monster trying to play offices and bosses. Okay, but... <laughs> Is it difficult? My first question is, is it difficult to get your group of monster friends together because they have, they're always so busy with their monster lives? Yes. So it's okay. <laughs> here's the setup is all of your monster friends are, have very busy and drastically important monster lives. And yeah, so you've gathered up city, all of your monster friends city. for one big one shot. You're going to be oh, playing through okay. an entire campaign together. Each one of your monster people has their own like like you get to choose what monster you're playing as so for when you play as your humans mm-hmm. if that makes any sense okay like I so can, i could choose whether or not i'm going to play as giant is, octopus or if i'm going to play as godzilla but and I, does that does that influence like how your ability to play a human like you can yes. control multiple humans at once or is it like this is just feels like you know like when people who order like a crap ton of dwarven forge like D terrain and they basically cover their whole table in like miniatures and like you can actually see them their players moving through a physical environment and stuff it's like it's like son of a dungeon how they when they shoot like the live action portion of it yes yeah, so that's that's kind of how I'm picturing these monsters are playing it. So it's just like, picture like three monsters sitting in the Bay of San Francisco, and their game board is just San Francisco, and they've so, leveled multiple cities so that they can put little guys there. Yeah. So so now is it just like. I'm trying to figure out how do we bridge the gap of, like, the two things you pick at the beginning of the game is your species and your class. Your species is what monster you're going to be playing as, and that gives you certain abilities and controls over X amount of humans or, or whatever. I know um, exactly and then what I want to use as the backdrop for, like, the okay. skeleton of this. Have you okay, ever heard okay. of the game Knights of Pen and Paper? It was a yes, mobile yes. app game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have heard so, of it. Pe- Knights of Pen and Paper was a mobile app game where the way it worked was you were playing as a group of friends playing a D&D game. You selected four different classes to sit at the table, and then you had a DM at the other side of the table that whenever he talked about things, he would paint the room that you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. And we could do something like this with a bunch of Godzillas, where instead of it's a bunch of people sitting at a table, we see all of the Godzillas, and we see one... Cthulhu, that will be the DM. And when Cthulhu, like all of your monsters are sitting around a big cityscape using it as their table. And then the mm-hmm. Cthulhu will say, you're in an office building. And then we have a we have our monsters dressed up like the classes they are playing as. Businessman, athlete, doctor. <laughs> the city then turns into an office space. And our narrator, Cthulhu, tells the players what they're going to be facing up against when they have to go talk to the boss about the next big project. And it's just uh-huh. a bunch of boring and mundane things, but we get to see all the monsters dressed up like their classes. Doctor, athlete, let me, businessman. Let me, throw some, let me throw something at you. Let me throw something at you. So, you... This is like a round table VR game. This feels like tabletop simulator, but in VR. Okay. And your monsters, whenever you have to physically pick up the person that you are controlling and move them to a new environment. But here's the thing about being a big-ass monster, you're gonna just destroy things that you're carrying your person to. So two things you need to manage is 
you need to make sure when you are moving your piece or your your uh, like an actual living person um that does not th- that does not want to be your player piece but they are forced to you need to constantly make sure they aren't running away from you and they need to stay in their environment and you are not destroying things as you lift them to the other location. So there's this balance of like, okay, being a monster does have an effect on the environment. Because guess what? If one player accidentally destroys the office, guess what? Nobody can do the office scene. So Well, you have to rebuild I'm, the office scene before you can continue. The DM won't let you go unless all the places are in pe- all the pieces are in place. Okay. I, I, I so love this. Is, this. This, is, this is fun, but I don't really necessarily know what the game is yet, you know? It's like we have like we have some pieces there, but I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know what the end game is. I don't know what the rails are. Like, what are people trying to achieve? Uh, what? Why are there? I, I mean, I guess it's like I guess that, that this is going to be, be a philosophical thing. It's just like, well, why do people play D&D? Because it's fun to just be somebody else for a little bit. Every monster wants to just be kind of a mundane office person. Exactly. Or and now you cook. can be a monster being uh, a businessman. You can okay. be a, you can be a Cthulhu being a doctor. You're right. Okay, that's adorable. Can we do one thing though? Just to add a little spice to this. Uh-huh. What if there was a hidden role element to this where one of the monsters, you know like I, I have you ever been in a D&D session where there's one player that clearly has their own agenda and is not interested in actually not narratively uninterested but like personally disinterested in partaking with the group. Yeah, could you and do, it's our could, favorite person to play a role playing game with and we love them. <laughs> we don't we don't hang out with them anymore. Um <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm thinking is could you So what I so what I'm thinking is could you done blowing your nose, buddy? You done fucking evacuating, like the blowing out your fucking face. <laughs> God. Okay. So, is there a way we can do a hidden role element where one monster kind of has their own agenda that they're trying to achieve against all of the other monsters? Gamora's actually of Dracula, not. Oh, I mean, a what's a good Dracula cover? If you were a Dracula, what would you pretend to be? A good Dracula cover? Alucard. I, I would name myself no. Alucard. <laughs> Alucard isn't a business profession, you ding-dong. If you were a Dracula, what job oh, would you pretend? Oh, a lawyer. A lawyer. Because, a blood su- cause like, the phrase blood-sucking lawyer, you'd be a lawyer. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. So Gamora doesn't want to be... Not Gamora. 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 Gamora doesn't want to be a lawyer. Gamora is actually playing no, as a I, vampire. I like Gamora. That's I think isn't that a casino in Fallout? Gam- Fallout Gamora New Vegas? is the green lady from the Marvel comics. Gamora is the big turtle that protects children. There's a lot of things named Gamora. I wonder if there's like a reason. Is that like an old? Is that like an ancient word? Was like that means something? Gam. Yeah, Gamora, protector of children. He's been doing it for a millennia. Gamora. Uh, why is Gamora Sodom and Gamora? Oh, yeah, that's like biblical cities destroyed by God for their wickedness. Holy shit! Huh? Yeah, <laughs> Sodom and Gamora uh, were two legendary biblical cities destroyed by God for their wickedness. There's, <laughs> uh, oh, that's why sodomy is. Um, wait, what does sodomy mean? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Can we get back to the show before it ends? <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Okay, so. Um, let's let's iron out this hidden agenda thing, and then we'll pick our nug. 
Um, so the hidden agenda is that he wants to be able to distract the players enough that he can get his little guy near all of the other little guys and turn them into vampires. Oh, so it's like you, you the idea is you're trying to, I mean, but does that, is that universal? Is it just like one of your monsters is always, is always trying? No, that's, that's the whole gimmick there. So it's one of the, the idea is, is that I think your it's mon- just one player at all times, mm. because what this gives is it gives the idea that like three players are playing one game and the fourth player is playing a different game. Yeah. They're trying three to players are the playing a tabletop monster. game where they are. Ki- well, three players are playing the playing a tabletop game where they're playing as businessmen trying to go through their like little business boy adventures Mm -hmm. and the fourth player is playing a game where he's trying to get his little his little human guy around the table Mm -hmm. to go visit each one of the little guys i guess what holy shit blake this is the sims this is the what this is the sims what we are creating here is a game of the sims but with four different players all playing the sims and you have like a physical manifestation of the other players at the table but they are giant monsters wearing business hats Mm -hmm. pertaining to their sims personal business jobs okay that's adorable fifth player that is playing this is playing as a lawyer pretending to be a, or a, playing as a Dracula pretending to be a lawyer mm-hmm. trying to get his sim to go turn all of the other sims into lawyers business not lawyers vampires I'm getting it mixed up in my brain <laughs> he is Gamera is playing a lawyer who is secretly a vampire okay he wants to get his lawyer into the room with the doctor the athlete and the businessman uh, and turn them into vampires. So is the idea then that everybody's doing their own individual lives, but they know there's other monsters controlling players out there that are doing their own thing. Yes. So it's like that you can physically see if you and I are playing this game together, I see your Godzilla in a top hat uh-huh. and I see, and I'm like, why does Blake keep on looking at my house? Mm. Like he's looking at my house so much. I'm sure that I'm sure it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And Maybe you're the lawyer vampire. I'll be honest. I don't. Maybe I don't you're know just if, the doctor. I don't know if there's like a real game here. I, I I don't. I'm I'm and I'm saying that without providing a solution, and I apologize for that. But, <laughs> 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 um, but I don't know. It's just it just. You're not interested in the idea of just a bunch of monsters playing dolls in a, in a VR space. So may, because I think well, that's okay, the thing think... that's always slowed me down from Sims mm-hmm. is the idea that I haven't been able to play it with people to like have my own little guy doing something I, in tandem with someone else's. I little have guy. I have the fix actually. I have the fix. I think this game was good from the start on you are monsters controlling little people trying not to destroy buildings as you move your piece. That is clearly that can still be that, a factor. That's it. I, I think we should d- remove the hidden agenda element and I think it should just be okay. big monsters moving their pieces around and they can just basically have their pieces interact. But the stink of it is, is that the pieces you are controlling are being moved against their will. So you can overhear conversations of like, you know, Hey, I, I, I fucking, I don't want to be here. Um, this thing has complete control over my body. It's like, it's one of those games where it's like, 
if you pay attention closely, it's a horrifying game. But on the surface, it's just, oh, it's just big monsters moving moving pieces, going about their fun yeah, lives. Yeah, your little yeah. guy's going to be upset as hell when you pick him up yes. and drag him to the top story so that he'll sit down and do and send his goddamn emails. <laughs> but he will send his emails if you drag him up there. Yes, yes. All right, yeah, I think I think that's a game. Um, what's our knock? I think it's I think it's made to made to order monster. I also think it's made to order monsters. Okay. And I think that's gonna be the name of the game okay. this week. Uh are we doing any modifiers or do we not have energy for that right now? <laughs> I don't have the energy. I know. I I I've thought about how many coughs and wheezes and sniffles I'm already having mm-hmm. to edit out of this. Mm-hmm. It's it's a short one this week, team. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you for understanding. We'll be back uh full power next week. Um and uh let's <laughs> We'll be back full power next week. Until then, let's go to patch Blake, notes. I'm editing my sniffles out. You don't have to stop every time. But I, I just, I, it may, I want to stop for me. I do it for me. Fuck, it's because it's just, I need the reset. Let's go to patch notes. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to patch notes. We just wanted to say we hope you are safe, staying healthy, and um, uh, we didn't really discuss what we wanted to pitch. Follow us on iTunes, I guess. Leaving it. Follow us on iTunes oh, fuck, or Spotify I, or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know. Share if this podcast with a friend if you enjoy hey, it, or if you, you feel bad for us being sick. And last of all, our intro and outro music is "Cheap Shop" by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I've been one of your hosts, AJ Hart, and I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made. <laughs>